Welcome to episode 9.2 of Battle Academy Podcast. My name is Monica, and the reason for the 9.2 is I had originally recorded this yesterday, Wednesday, September the 2nd, and the entire point was going to be to discuss the issues with Mega Pokemon, and earlier today, Thursday, September 3rd, Niantic released, or Pokemon Go released, an update to the Mega Evolution situation, which is really, really interesting. So now I have to go back through and re-record the whole thing. Um, so please be, bear with me as I go through this. Um, also, I am suffering a minor bit of sinus congestion, so my apologies on that front as well. So basically, the update has changed a few things and I will get to the normal things that I want to do with this show in the back half the uh, advanced placement battle academy as well as um, the Pokemon of the week so back to this new update basically the second evolution cost is going to go down the mega energy reward during raiding is going to go up and there are going to be other changes as well. They're going to add mega energy to the buddy adventure stuff. So you will get energy for walking your buddy. So that's awesome as well. And the way the cost has changed, the remega cost for Beedrill is going to be 20 instead of 40 or 25. It was 25. And the starters are going to be at 40 instead of 50. It's still a little bit up there, but it's not as bad as it could have been. The speed rewards that you receive have been changed as well. The max speed reward you can get for Mega Energy is going to be 90 instead of 45. So that's really nice. The minimum is going to be 50 instead of, I think it's 35, which is what I hit the first time I did it because five of us raiding Mega Venusaur, excuse me, didn't go over as well as hoped. So again, you've got to remember, Megas are essentially tier six as opposed to a tier five. So they're more on par with like an EX raid and you need more people to get them done to get the speed boost. Now, this is going to make it a little bit quicker to hit your evolution points and the number of raids you'll need to complete successfully is going to be a little bit more reduced. However, I think this is just the beginning of the changes we can kind of come to expect. And this also shows that they are listening to our feedback. So this is great. Um, I will say that where being rule is concerned, there is still going to be the whole hit or miss of, you know, will everybody want to raid the Pokemon that come out? And will you be able to find enough people to remote invite you to another raid? So that's something to be considered as well. Um, they, what they're looking for adjustment-wise that they're wanting to add is walking with your buddy, like I mentioned earlier, plus other ways as well, such as through research tasks and through gameplay. So that'll be interesting as well. Who knows? Maybe they'll add it as like a, a go rocket bonus or something. Or um, maybe it'll be like a regular special task. I don't know. It'll be interesting to find out. Plus, they're also going to start offering bonus candy when you catch Pokemon that share a type with your Mega Evolved Pokemon. So that way you can kind of power them up a little bit more. Also, what they have introduced as well is adding more rewards from a tier 5 raid. So legendaries are going to give more premier balls to catch with, more 
dust, I think, from winning, more EXP, more candy. I'm not entirely sure, but I do know more Premier Balls and more candy were definitely mentioned. So we are getting these wonderful updates. And let me tell you, the original first draft of this show was a little bit ranty, and I was trying not to go too far overboard with it, but I did get high-key upset about a couple of things, especially in regards to the fact that you are still going to have to use remote raids and more raid passes as well. Now, by adjusting the amount of mega energy we get per raid, that kind of helps it a little bit, but if you're going to stay free to play, you still have to get a minimum of four mega raids completed. So it's still going to take four days before you get your first mega. Now, when the implementation of the rest of this occurs, and the keyword here is when, we already know it's coming, it is going to make it easier to get those mega raids. Again, the keyword is when. Niantic has said things before that are coming down the pipeline and we've watched them kind of fall off by the wayside. Anybody remember a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the Flying Cup being announced? It's kind of been postponed possibly until season four. I think I read somewhere that somebody said it was being tagged into Go Battle Night when that finally happens. So we shall see. And Apparently, Go Battle Night lines up with season opening for season four. And apparently, it is going to be a Great League event. So you can go ahead and start prepping your flying Pokemon now. It hasn't been forgotten about. It's just been pushed back a little bit. I think maybe it was pushed back a little bit to kind of be able to get these new implementations in place for the Mega Evolutions. The rest of the update information they gave in this uh community announcement also included the usual stuff. Thank you for your feedback and we'll continue to update this feature and keep you informed as well as the usual please be aware of your surroundings and follow guidelines from local health authorities, yada yada yada. All the usual stuff. And I think that the health guidelines is still going to be an issue right now because being a tier 6 raid it is going to take more people. At this point in time, United States is still facing the whole COVID situation, so that makes doing the mega raids a little bit harder unless you've got like a, a built-in raid group, like say me and my four siblings. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. They can invite their five friends and it's just them and they're kind of at that disadvantage. So the whole grouping thing is still kind of a bit of a situation to worry about now. All of this said, they are listening. So as we continue to get into doing mega raids and everything, we need to continue to provide constructive feedback. And that means to keep a few things in mind moving forward. The people working on this game are still working from home. They're not able to access their office and everything. And they are also humans working on a game that has some issues. Yes, yes, we all know. The the Go Battle League stuff is still a massive issue that we have to work through and wait for. Hopefully the resolutions for all of that is coming soon. Season 4 is supposed to begin in about a week and a half, uh, September 14th, based on what I'm looking at. And uh, apparently could possibly follow the same kind of setup as we've been going through. Great League for a couple of weeks, Ultra League and Premier Cup for a couple of weeks, and then Master Week, you know, the whole rinse-repeat cycle. If they start 
the whole season with the Flying Cup. It will be really interesting. Plus, we'll also get a way to see how they implement different themed cups into the game moving forward. Hopefully, we'll get some of those bugs and everything worked out by then. Especially where, like, the move desync and other such things is concerned. That would be absolutely wonderful to have. And there's also the fact that we still have all of those wonderful special bonuses that they've implemented due to COVID for at least until the end of this month. So that should be really, really interesting. Um, hopefully, if things have fixed by then, they will either alleviate those or unless, of course... United States is still being goofy. They'll probably extend those at the end of September as well, at least until the end of the month anyway. The walking requirement for Go Battle League is going to be gone, so we can count on that going into the start of Season 4. It is going to be interesting if we ever hit a point where they bring the walking requirement back. It is coming back, but maybe they'll adjust it to make it a little bit easier for everybody. I do know they had it down to 3k for a set before they had to nix that because COVID. I personally advocate for 1 to 2k, but that's just me. And of course, we do have the Mega Raid event going on this whole month as well. If you're interested in any of the counters for that, you can check out PokemonGoHub.net. They've got all the counters listed for those available. As it stands right now, we have about three days left for the Unlock Mega Pidgeot section. Next is going to be Mega Houndoom and Mega Beedrill, and then finally the possibility of unlocking Mega Gengar during Halloween, which is really cool. I'm glad that they saved Mega Gengar for Halloween. It'll give us a break from all those blasted Spirit Tomb quests, because I think we've all about knocked our head on that one. All of these Mega Evolution adjustments are all well and good, but... However, I feel there are still some issues that need to be addressed as well. One, they're doing mega energy through the special research and through regular field research that you can find as well. This is great. However, it's still only five energy per task. If they can bump it to at least 10 energy per task, I think that would be a little bit better. The other problem with all the field research is it is all being directed at being told to go raid. This is where you get to the point of still feeling that Niantic is really pushing towards spend money on raid passes. If every field research task you pick up is telling you you have to go raid and you can't find any that don't, then you're going to miss out on your stamp for the day or you're going to end up having to blow money on raid passes. Some people like to turn in multiple research tasks in a day to make sure they get whatever they can. Some of those reward very nice amounts of dust. So that bit of cash grab pushage is still kind of there. Two, another issue that I have personally as so being an AR photographer is the fact that you still have to spend mega energy to get the mega Pokemon to evolve. What I would like is once we register the mega Pokemon to the mega decks, you have a toggle button that you can turn on or off for the individual Pokemon that you've Mega Evolved. That way, you just go into your Megadex or your AR function or whatever, and you just take photos. It's not like you're using it for battling or anything, so it's something you can turn off as well. Third issue that has been found and will hopefully get addressed as well is the fact that, yes, Mega Energy is species-specific. However, the mega cost reduction is individual Pokemon specific. It only occurs for the Pokemon 
that you have already mega evolved once. Basically, it's like this. You have Charizard A and Charizard B. You mega evolve Charizard A and you get the cost reduction. However, you go to mega evolve Charizard B on that cost reduction, it doesn't have it. You still have to pay the amount to begin with, which is still where it's been at 200. They didn't reduce that. They reduced the amount you have to pay for the second one, but not the first one. So you still find yourself having to go out and do the raids. And some people like to build up multiples of a certain kind of Pokemon so that they can kind of alternate depending. You could have like two different Charizards with different movesets for different types of raid encounters depending because one raid may require like say overheat and the other one requires blast burn and you can't somehow you want to change which one has what and having two charizards ready allows you to have two different move sets without burning through all your tm so the fact that the original cost is only individually specific and the reduction is only individually specific again you still feel like you have to go do all these raids issue number four Again, going back to the rural situation. I last week went out with my brothers and sister and we went out for about an hour and a half and could not find a single mega raid. I have to depend on my friends and my friends list to send me raid invites, which I'm not really using at the moment because I'm wanting to do these raids with my siblings first because family kind of thing. But it gets kind of hard if you can't find the raid that you're looking for. And who knows what's going to happen as more and more Megas get introduced. Are they going to be on a regular raid rotation similar to like the legendaries? Or is it going to be all of them all at once and random roulette what you're going to get when the egg hatches? Probably going to be a set rotation for them. But still, if you can't find the Pokemon you want and none of your friends can invite you for it, and it's in the regular rotation, then you're kind of up a creek, especially if you're in a rural area, because, you know, you don't always get knocked off of gyms to get the free coins to get the raid passes, so that your friends can invite you to the remote raids. It all kind of feels like the rural community gets a little bit left out on these things, and that's something I think they really need to begin to take into stronger consideration that they have more than just city players. So all in all, while these changes are great, I think they're just a start. They're not perfect and more can still be done. I applaud Niantic and I thank the team behind Pokemon Go for making these changes and for listening to the community. But please know that for some of us, this feels like it is just the beginning. Hopefully, as time goes on and this feature becomes more adjusted to the players, that everything will be fixed and will become better. All right, that is going to be it for the first half of the show. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back and we will get into everything on the back end and get that ironed out correctly. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back in a moment. And 
is the end of the break. And now for a little shameless self-promotion before I get into the last couple of bits of the show. You can find this podcast as well as my sister podcast, Catan Public Radio, on just about any podcast service, iTunes, Apple, uh, Google Play Podcasts. If you find it there, please, by all means, leave a review. I also try to make sure I get every episode onto YouTube. Due to recent goings-on in my life, I have not been able to get that done, and I will try to get the last couple episodes posted on there for you guys, so you can kind of have those to go back to anytime you want. You can also check out my Instagram for Pokemon AR photos, as well as my Twitter feed. I try to post on both of those for that. And through those, you will be able to access my link tree where you'll get, get any and all links that I currently am using, including my Teespring shop, as well as I did have a Redbubble shop set up at one point. There's all kinds of nerdiness going on. The Redbubble is more artistic side, whereas Teespring is more for my podcast and my gaming. And all kinds of things you can find there. T-shirts, fanny packs, face masks, stickers, coffee mugs, you name it. Um, if you happen to buy any of those, thank you so much for supporting the show. Truly appreciated. I am still working on getting a Patreon put together and set up. So that way, you know, uh, friends of the podcast level is going to be like $1. So you can support me at like $1 a month. Even that much would be greatly appreciated. So once that goes live, I will definitely make an announcement to it on Twitter. And as always, I am open to any and all constructive criticism and feedback. You can email me at anerdblog at gmail.com. All contact information, of course, will be listed in the podcast description. I think I missed it for last week, so I've got to go back and get that edited. But I try to make sure that you guys have a way to reach me. Any questions, any comments, greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much if you made it to this point in the show. It's been a long one. This is the longest show I've done so far. And it's been interesting, to say the least. All right. (laughs) All of that done and out of the way. And, uh... As you can hear, my sinuses are starting to give out and back up on me a little bit. So I'm going to try and make this brief. Today's, pardon me, (laughs) everything just kind of got caught up there. Today's AP Battle Academy strategy is the counter switch. And it is defined by Stadium GG as, well, hang on. I had it pulled up. Now, why can't I find it? I'm trying to buy time. All right. It is defined by Stadium GG as a switch in response to your opponent's switch after they are switch locked. Basically, it means waiting for your opponent to make a switch, in which case their Pokemon has been brought out to counter yours. They are now switch-locked for 60 seconds. They can't pull that Pokemon out. And you take that time to bring out your bigger Pokemon that is built to counter the one they have come at you with. It is always a worthwhile strategy to use. Pardon me. And you can practice that strategy in games with your friends on just regular PvP, or you may already be using that strategy in Gold Battle League. 
definitely worthwhile to know that you have that under control. Now, it puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage because you have to wait on your opponent to switch and they may not do it right away. So think about that next time you go into your Go Battle League sets or Silph Arena. It is called the counter switch and it is pretty much a basic standard PvP tactic. So hopefully you're already well familiar with that. Some of these you guys are already going to know and already have in practice, and some of these might surprise you. So just keep that in mind. And that, of course, is from stadium.gg. They have a whole slew of PvP definitions in their menu under resources that will be linked to in the description of the podcast. So you should totally check that out if you have any other ideas of things you want to try out. And now for your Pokemon of the week from the charts on PvP, uh, pvpoke.com. And today I am looking at Master League Premier Cup. Now, Premier Cup means legendaries and mythicals are not allowed. Unfortunately, some pseudo-mythicals are, and that's where Metagross comes in, your pvpoke Pokemon of the week. Metagross... You need to make sure you have Bullet Punch, Meteor Mash, and Earthquake. If you can't, if you don't have Meteor Mash already, hopefully you'll have an Elite TM for that. It is a Community Day move. Get you some Beldum now. They are showing up a little bit in the wild. Get those picked up. Make sure you pineapple them so you get the extra candy. Hopefully, if they follow form and do the Community Day recall in December, you will be able to get you a good Meteor Mash Metagross. Pardon me. Your key wins for Metagross are against Togekiss, Dragonite, Machamp, Mamoswine, and Conkledur. It really handles ice attacks really well, so it's definitely worth considering, especially as Mamoswine is a huge Dragonite counter. You definitely want to have Metagross to handle it. Its weaknesses are Dark, Fire, Ghost, and Ground, and its resistances are pretty much everything else. Psychic, Poison, Steel, Rock, Normal, Ice, Grass, Flying, Fairy, and Dragon. It is number one on the chart for a reason. However, you do have to be careful if you're going against Gyarados, Snorlax, Garchomp, Swampert, or Magnezone. Electric is not good, and it's looking like dragons are kind of a bad thing for Metagross, with the exception, of course, of Dragonite. It is... A sturdy Pokemon, it can take a hit and keep going. Number one fast move most used is Bullet Punch. It generates faster than Zen Headbutt does. So you definitely want to make sure you get that. Meteor Mash, Earthquake, Psychic, Return, and Flash Cannon are your five available charge moves. You're going to want Meteor Mash and Earthquake. If you can't get the Meteor Mash, make sure you pick up Psychic. It's not as effective, but it is just as used as Earthquake, so definitely worthwhile to have an Earthquake Psychic Metagross if you can, if you can't get the Meteor Mash. And what you're looking for it stat-wise, a rank 1 is a level 40 perfect IV. Again, Master League does not operate the same way as Ultra League or Great League. It is best and to your best interest to have as close to a 
hundo as you can. So make sure you can. You can get close and do pretty good, but that hundo is going to be your best bet. It's hard to come by, so get as close as you can. And that, I believe, is going to be a show for today. It's been long. It's been interesting. It's been... It, it's been a conversation. <laughs> um... Thank you so much for joining me this week. I totally appreciate it. Uh, apologies about last week. I got sidetracked with some things that went down and then, of course, getting sick. <laughs> but we're making it out here. We're It's going to be okay. I will be hopefully 100% back to normal next week. No more nasally conversations. All right. I'll see you guys next week. I hope you have a great one.